Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is the, um, the show, Political Coffee. That's what this show's name is. Um, we are big time talking about what happened last night? Now, what am I referring to? I, all the primary races across the country. A lot of them were um, were heavily watched as supposedly the test of Donald Trump's strength. Okay. We'll get into that as we, uh, as we go along here. But I'm just kind of curious to get your your take on all of this. What you think. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails, of course, to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Unfortunately, as predicted would happen, with 52% of precinct, this is what I see in ABC News story. Um, updated at 8 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time, which is 5 o'clock our time. Washington District 3, J.B. Herrera Butler, who voted to impeach Donald Trump, Republican. She's winning 24% of the vote. Joe Kent, the so-called socialist which he ain't, at 20% of the vote. Heidi St. John, the other Republican who refused to drop out after she said she would, pulled 15% of the vote. Now, remember, in Washington state, it's the top two. Well, the top vote getter is the liberal Democrat. 32%. So it's going to be, you know, again, is only 52% of the expected vote that's reporting. Okay. Can Joe Kent make up the difference of 4% between he and Jamie Herrera Butler? Because it could very well end up that because Heidi St. John split the vote with Joe Kent, the Trump endorsed candidate that Jamie Herrera Butler, the one who voted against Trump, gets to run in November rather than Joe Kent. Dan Newhouse, who also voted to impeach Trump, who's from Washington District 4 with only 48%, is barely ahead of Lauren Culp. Lauren is a police chief from Eastern Washington, ran for governor. Dan Newhouse got 
But the Democrat got 26%. So that means, unless it changes, Warren Cope, who got 22%, has to overcome a five-point deficit to beat Dan Newhouse. That means that the Trump-hating Newhouse will get the nomination to run. Now, there are others, including the much-watched Arizona governor's primary. Now, I am happy to report that my buddy, Mark Fincham, has won the Republican nomination for Secretary of State. Now, that's a good thing. Because he led the Rudy Giuliani hearing into the vote fraud. Carrie Lake has come back from being behind the Mike Pence establishment rhino lobbyist, Karen Robeson. Now, Robeson wins in Maricopa County. She outperformed by 20 points. Really? I smell more Dominion voting machines skullduggery here, just like in Colorado. At any rate, Carrie Lake is a couple of points ahead. That's a good thing. In Michigan, now a lot of other states, by the way, and Kathy, hang on, I'll get to you in a second. A lot of other states, folks, had primaries. Trump-backed candidates did very well in almost all of them, including the Arizona Senate primary, Blake Masters winning. So also in Arizona, the attorney general candidate. This is really big because what did we learn? We learned that yesterday the sheriff the George Soros-backed sheriff of Maricopa County and the U.S. Department of Justice were watching the polls to make sure that no citizen was recording with video or intimidating the voters by just standing there observing. You know, the ballot box stuffing that 2,000 mules recorded. Yeah, that was happening yesterday in Maricopa County and in other places around. In fact, there were undercover sheriff's deputies and U.S. attorneys standing there watching to make sure that no citizen could exercise their First Amendment right to record or even observe with evidence Illegal vote tallying, illegal ballot box stuffing. There was lots of hijinks going on. But folks, in the Michigan primary, the Trump-backed conservative won in the Michigan primary. One of the Republican House members who voted to impeach Trump, Peter Meyer, got beat by a black guy, John Gibbs, who was 
endorsed by Trump. We go on and on here, folks, but here's the reality. Trump did really well last night, folks. Maybe not all of his candidates won, but his candidate for Maryland governor won last night. Now, why am I saying this? What's the power of Donald Trump in Oregon? In the Republican Party, but even more broadly, how are these candidates who Trump endorsed that won? How do you think they're going to do in the general election? I still believe that the stench of 2020 election, and it is still a stench, folks, is real. And I believe that there's an enormous amount of buyer's remorse from those who just could not get past the bad orange man with the mean tweets and had to vote for Joe Biden. I don't believe that Biden got 81 million votes. I believe that all of this will come out. This is, again, if we're to have faith in the future, in any election, including those that just happened last night, folks, with all their anomalies, we have to get to the bottom of what happened in 2020. I don't care what Brian Kilmeade says, he's wrong. It's that simple. If we stop looking, we'll never undercover, we'll never under, uncover, rather, the truth. And I want the truth. Don't you? There's stuff going on in Baker County. Republican Party, they voted to expand, to suspend their executive board. Judge Vance Day, my brother, I love him, was against the motion to do that. He was brought in to, his former Republican Party chair was brought in to be a part of this meeting. They suspended their executive board. Carrie McQuiston's mother is part of that executive board so they have suspended it. They're going to have a temporary executive board made up of uh, former executive party people from other county parties. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of the backstory here because I just don't need to. But this gets back to when you hear Ronnie call and talk about mommy dearest. That's who he's talking about, folks. Jerry McQuiston's mother, who is a huge ally of Solomon Yu the National Committee man from Oregon in the Republican Party, who has had a hold over the party and is, as you heard, Dallas heard, explain on Lars's show and in his resignation letter why Dallas resigned because of Solomon Yu. In fact, accused him of a lot of things. Is this good? Does this help? Republican Party get its act together in this state. There's lots more to talk about, but I got to go to Kathy. Kathy, thank you for hanging on. What's what's on your mind about these elections last night? Well, it's a little bit of a continuation of what I was talking about yesterday. Um, the thing that that we're concentrating on with um, Butler is what she voted for. Um, I think it was an uninformed vote, but um, because she's not a never Trumper, and um, but what we're forgetting is she's wait, here. Wait, 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 
Have you read her comments about Trump? When she vote, no. what do you mean she's not a never Trumper? She despises the man. That's obvious in the words she said. Does she? Yes. And, and okay, that's the well, problem. Then I'm uninformed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I appreciate your, I truly appreciate your interest in this race, and, but yeah, she's, she's like a lot of establishment Republicans, and she is. She doesn't like the fact that the bad orange man came in and disrupted everything, Kathy. But anyway, can, please continue. Okay, so what I was going to say was um, we don't know what she's hearing from her constituents. I mean, we see the voting records of these people, but what are her constituents telling her to do? And that's what really matters. And if she's winning, okay. then... I, oh. I, I agree. So what we would have to determine then through some forensic examining is through public records request is how many phone calls, emails, and letters did you get from constituents asking you to vote for impeachment or not vote for impeachment? We would need to know that. I mean, it's a fair question right. you're asking, and I, and I don't disagree with it. I think if you look at the vote results, it's pretty obvious that a lot of her constituents didn't vote for her. Because if you take the combined vote of Joe Kent and Heidi St. John, it's 35 percent of the Republicans. Jamie Herrera Butler only got 24 percent. That's pretty telling in and of itself. Kathy, thank you. As always, love you. Appreciate you listening. I've also got a little thing to share with you about abortion and what happened not only in Kansas, but what's happening in Oregon. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. You know, I use CBD because it works for me, friends. When I have aches and pains at my age, you know, and I'm very active. I run, I work out, uh, and you know, I just got to tell you that some of my old injuries from when I was stupid and younger. Hopefully, I'm a little wiser now, at least in how I take care of my body. Some of the things I did that. Those injuries come back to haunt me because of my stupidity when I was younger. I deal with them without taking pharmaceutical drugs. And I do that with taking occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally, CBD products from ProBioscience here in Salem. That's the great Salem company that I know well because, well, I sold them my CBD oil when I grew it one year. You guys know that. Well... They use only Oregon-grown CBD, which is of the highest quality. There's no question about it. Because Oregon has the, I can tell you, as a former grower, has the toughest standards in the country about how you can grow the stuff. You know what that means to you? That just means to you that you can bet that you're not getting cheap Chinese-imported CBD. But who knows what's in that stuff? 
You're getting the real thing. You're not getting cheap Mexican-grown CBD. Who knows what's in that stuff? You're getting Oregon-grown product. And I tell you, the stuff works. That's the whole point. Works for me. It works for many of you who've tried it. So here's the deal. You can get 15% off. They're already very low prices. If you just go to their website and order any of their great products, like the sleep uh, tincture that I use or that great butter salve balm that I put on my aching joints that lasts a long time, just go to hempandcbdoutlet.com. Get 15% off if you use the discount code HOT. Because that's what August is. It's hot. Discount code HOT. Get 15% off for the month of August. Hempandcbdoutlet.com. Folks, what's going on, I I don't want to lose my thought on this because I, I think it's truly important. There's a lot of things going on in Oregon, folks. Things are changing. This is why it is so important that you and I have these persuasive conversations with persuadable people in our world, whatever world that is, by talking about these issues of the day. They're incredibly important. Incredibly important. All of them. None of them are isolated because in America right now, whether it's the Baker County thing going on, it's the Oregon Republican Party going on, it's Betsy Johnson's candidacy, independent. It's the Measure 114 that we're going to vote on, this unconstitutional, strictest gun proposal, gun control proposal in the nation, bans so-called assault weapons, creates this permit system you have to go through to just even buy a gun, just to buy a gun. I mean, all of this insanity. It all matters then in how we turn out and vote for things. It all matters in how we think about things. You know, in, in art, hang on, because I'm going to get to you in a second. 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. I, I, I'm going to tell you. Our founders laid out for us an opportunity to live free. And, and I'm going to, you know, so much of what is important you know, the discussion I had with Jerry yesterday, love you, Jerry. Jerry's a single issue voter and I get it. I understand the issue of abortion and life is just powerful. I did a little research into Republican pro-life members of the Oregon legislature endorsed by Oregon Right to Life who voted for Right to Life. You, you would be shocked at what those results are. And I'm going to tell you on the other side of the break, but I got to go to Art. Art, good morning. Hi, Jeff. I wanted to just jump on here because Kathy 
uh, said something, and I want her to be well informed. Okay, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, has the right to a trial and all the evidence to be brought forward before the House votes on impeachment. That did not occur. And that's why Jamie Herrera Butler uh, absolutely was completely wrong in what she did with Trump. Obviously, she was a never-Trumper, but I just want to clarify, the law is the law, okay? And Jamie didn't follow the law because she wanted Trump out, period. She didn't want him to have his day uh, day to present his evidence and stuff. He was railroaded twice into impeachment, and Jamie Herrera Butler allowed that to happen. It's not what the constituents want. It's what the law says, our Constitution. And everybody, everybody has that right before they're persecuted. So I just wanted to make that statement, Jeff. Because everybody needs to know. God bless you, Jeff. Yeah, no, that's a great point. (laughs) It's what the law says, not what the constituents want. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. We do have People lined up, and we will get to them in a moment. Got to remind you that uh, I guess this weekend they're talking about mid-90s or high-90s again. And that means uh, you need to call Freedom Heating and Air if you're right now, you're not comfortable in your home or your business because your AC units are not working right. Or maybe you don't even have AC. This is your opportunity to call them, Freedom Heating and Air, and they'll get out and they'll fix it for you. It's what they do best. Just one of the many things they do best. They do a lot of other things. As Art has noted, they also install standby generator systems. And as we get close to that time of blackouts or brownouts, scheduled power shutoffs that are going to happen. It's happening in California. It's going to happen here because of the insanity of climate change policies. Well, That's one of the things, one of the ways you can get around of it and survive in the hot days. It's coming, folks. So call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll help you get all of that figured out. They'll help you make you comfortable today and in the future. 503-580-1456. Now, yesterday, sadly, in Kansas... The pro-life 
constitutional amendment was defeated by almost two to one. It's an issue. Now, the Supreme Court was still right in terms of returning this issue to the states because there is no constitutional right to an abortion in the U.S. Constitution. I'm sorry. It's a state's rights issue. Kansas, their constitution also doesn't have it. Yet their Supreme Court manufactured it out of thin air. That's what they were voting on last night because the Kansas um, legislature put this constitutional amendment before the voters to amend the constitution to say, no, there is no constitutional right to an abortion. They failed. It was very emotional on both sides, lots of money spent. So in Oregon, we have this issue. Jerry and I spoke about it yesterday, and he's on the line, and I'll get to him in a moment here. So after my conversation with Jerry, I I got to thinking to myself, you know, there are legislators who are pro-life, and yet they vote to fund abortion. What? Yeah. You can look at the history of a number of funding bills, including ones that Christine Drazen has voted for. You see, from 2017, where not a single Republican vote, now Christine Drazen wasn't in the legislature in 2017, but a lot of other Republicans that are endorsed by Oregon Right to Life are. Not a single one of them voted in favor of House Bill 3391, which is a vote in 2017 that requires every insurance policy in Oregon, period. With the exception of those that offer exceptions for your conscience, has to cover abortion, private health insurance. Every Republican voted against that. Here's the problem. Every Republican, well, not every, but most Republicans voted for and continue to vote for the budgets of state agencies that cover abortion services. Now, if you're a pro-life legislator, and this is your single issue, why should you be voting in favor of something that you are adamantly opposed against? Why should you be voting in favor of budgets? 2019, the Oregon Health Authority program to help offer money to Senate Bill 250. Had a bunch of Republicans vote for it. In fact, very few people voted against it. Kim Thatcher was one of the few senators, Republicans, that voted against it. Brian Boquist, I believe, was one of the others. This helps those people that are in exempt health plans because of conscience, religious conscience. It gives them, quote unquote, assistance. Most Republicans in the House and the Senate voted for it. 
House Bill in 2022, the $15 million that was just allotted in House Bill 5202 for special abortion funding in anticipation of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Some Republicans voted for that in the House and the Senate. Now, if you're a pro-life legislator, why would you do that? Number one. And number two, if you're a pro-life legislator, why would you continue to vote for year after year budgets in for state agencies that fund abortion on demand, including up to the moment of birth? Why would you, if, if this is your number one issue, why would you vote for it? These budgets. You can look all this stuff up yourself, folks. You don't have to take my word for it. You can look at every Republican legislator's votes on all of these budgets. There are 5,000 series bills. You look at every year. You, what you don't know, maybe some of you, is that we have been funding abortion as taxpayers for a very long time in state worker health plans. Been covered for a long time. I may have voted for some of them myself unknowingly. So I don't lay this at the feet of the legislators as much as I do Oregon right to life, giving them a pass as much as I love Oregon right to life. And I'm glad they're there. Even Oregon Right to Life acknowledges that we're not going to ban abortions in Oregon anytime soon. But that some bills that limit abortion, which are right, like if you survive an abortion, Those kinds of bills either don't get voted on or they get voted down. Oregon Right to Life champions those things, and I'm glad they do. But if your only reason for voting for a candidate, period, is whether the pro-life issue is their single issue, then maybe you should ask some of these legislators who claim that. Why do you vote for budgets that fund abortion? Because the record is there. They do. Now, I'll tell you why. But let's go to Jerry and talk to Jerry first. Good morning, brother. Glad to have you back as always. Good morning, Jeff. Go Ducks. Go Beeves. Yesterday, I, I, I riled a few people up. I get it. Um, you told me, you said we we're going to talk about the debate, and I thought we were going to talk about the debate. I'm not going to talk about, you know, bills and wonk stuff, because I don't really follow that stuff. It's not, not a part of my life. I watched the debate, and I don't get the single issue line, except from Democrats when they knock my door. Oh, 
when I ask them about uh, abortion, they go, oh, you're just a single issue person and walk away. No, that was just the worst answer she had. Uh, I did make a mistake. Um, she did not say that we would fund with Oregon taxpayer money people coming from Idaho to get their late-term abortion. She said Planned Parenthood would take care of that. She used to be, she proudly said she was on the board of Planned Parenthood years ago. Um, that was only her worst answer. Her other bad answer was her homelessness answer. She wants to throw more money at it. We don't have enough low-income low housing. We don't have enough health care. We, um, uh, we don't have enough counselors. We don't have enough money spent towards the homeless. I couldn't watch. I don't know if you watched the debate, but tell me, was there any difference between her and Kotech on any of her answers? Oh, a lot of difference between her and Kotech on her answers. But you bring up a good point. She is trying to navigate the homelessness issue. She's she's trying to split the baby here. And Jerry, it it you you have to yes, as people of faith, we have to approach the homelessness issue from compassionate. And she talks about that. But we also have to have tough love, and that means Betsy has to come out stronger than she has. Thing. As governor, I'm not going to facilitate. Her problem is she's been a Democrat for 50 years, and she's she trying to change her spots, and a leopard cannot change its spots. She's yes, a Democrat. They yes, they can. Ronald Reagan did, Jerry. You ought to uh, think Ronald Reagan is not Betsy Ross. Not even close. That's kind of an insult to Reagan. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes at the top of the hour. If Larry's still on the line, we'll go to him in just a moment. Gotta remind you that, well, Art sent something to me uh, just now. You gotta remember Donald Trump was a Democrat. Donald Trump used to be pro-choice, is now pro-life. So leopards can change spots, deeply held beliefs that are very personal. I used to be pro-choice, folks. You've heard me say that before. I am now very strongly pro-life. Life begins at conception. I used to buy the lie about abortion. I don't anymore. And I'll tell you what changed my heart, and that's the issue, folks. Your hearts have to change on it. I'll tell you what changed my heart. All the years that I dated women who had had abortions, I saw the incredible scar it left on their souls. And I began to change my thinking about abortion. And I began to look into the science behind it. And now we understand so much more than we did years ago about abortion, about when a beating heart is actually, I don't care, Dr. Oz, you're wrong. 
Ah, it's an electrical impulse. No, sorry, Dr. Oz, it isn't. It's a heartbeat. It's detectable. The most successful pro-life campaign ever in the right to life movement was the one that had all the billboards and other things that said abortion stops a beating heart. Boy, does it ever. In a guy who has stood and watched people die, as I have over the years, whose heart stopped beating in all kinds of circumstances. The beating of a heart when it stops is powerful. When you don't see it in a woman's womb, doesn't mean it's not as powerful. It's still as emotional. So yeah, Jerry, leopards can change their spots. Even Kate Brown, as reprehensible and tyrannical and evil as she is, can change her heart. Miracles can happen. That's why we need to be praying for all of our leaders, all of them, and our candidates, including Tina Kotak and Betsy Johnson and Christine Drazen, who is pro-life as she is, voted for budget after budget after budget that funds abortion in Oregon. Is Larry still there? If he is, let's take his call. I'd like to talk about some things going on around Salem. You know, for the last three or four years, you know, they've been doing all this construction down there in the Capitol building. And I was drove by there yesterday, and there they had the whole front steps tore apart. So what's going on with that after all these years? Well, supposedly, this is Peter Courtney's legacy, okay, Larry? Yeah. Supposedly, you know, we're spending $300 million, apparently, I think that's the number, roughly, to make the Capitol building earthquake-proof, all right? All right, now, I can see the building, but your point is, and I think it's a question worth asking, why do you need to tear up the front steps? Do they oh, yeah. need to be earthquake proof? And I've heard it's, something they're they're trying to make it so it's more easily accessible for handicapped people. Well, I'm sure over the years and all the money they spent so far, they didn't have to tear the steps up to make it accessible. You know, for handicapped people. You know, and another thing, there's this this prison annex farm property between Salem and Turner, you know, a lot of that good farm ground. Well, they used to have the convicts out there working on that. Well, the last several years, I guess they rented it out to different farmers. Well, now they got some big signs there. They're selling all that property, I think 390 acres. Well, I hope hope that doesn't get changed so that they build houses and whatever else out there, you know, on the part that that's farmable. And, you know, since you farm, I suppose you've noticed what a good crop of 
tansy ragweed there is growing all over the place anymore, you know. And I've seen some people, it's even growing right up in front of their houses. Well, you think maybe we could get something on the ballot to to change the, the well, I guess, go from the Oregon grape as a state flower to tansy ragweed. The tansy ragweed. What, what do you think of that idea? Well, all right. I, I've watched this issue, and it's been a craw in my. Um, it's been an issue stuck in my craw for a long time. And I'll, I'll let you go, Larry. I appreciate you hanging on. It's it's well, an interesting you. point. I opposed selling that property during the time that we were. And I served in the legislature because all that happened way back then in, in terms of the decision to no longer use it the way we used to use it for, yes, those convicts to go out and do meaningful work, agricultural work, which I think has huge benefits, seriously, in their rehabilitations. We stopped doing all that stuff. The slaughterhouse that used to be there, it's gone. I mean, it's still there, but they haven't used it in years and years and years. And now we decided to sell off that land to Amazon and all this other industry. I don't don't know if it's going to be built into houses. Ostensibly, it's supposed to be for jobs, right? I don't think it was a good idea. I think we should have kept it, and I think we should have kept using it as rehabilitation of these prisoners. Because we don't do anything, now, sadly. Virtually nothing. And there's a little bit of effort. But it's just bad. Folks, I want to remind you, Eric Azer is a contractor that you can have absolute faith in. That if you hire him, he's going to come into your home or your business and do it right. The very high quality workmanship. It's how he's built his business. It's what he believes. He's a man of faith and he lives it in his work. Check it out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go to RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. Let's go to Rich. Rich, you get to end the show today, brother. Oh, that's great. Um, years ago, some small company called ODOT was <laughs> going to was going to move from there on the corner there of State and uh, Airport. That yeah. whole yard was supposed to move out to where the, the gentleman ahead of you was talking about. But that was too yeah. logical. That was too logical because I guess they're going to move a bunch of ODOT people from downtown out there, so there'd be less cost for everybody. <laughs> you know, parking and everything. You know, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was I was in on a couple of those meetings. That's why I know. Uh, that's right. Uh, Rich, love you. Thank you for reminding us uh, the history of all that stuff, folks. Bye. Yesterday was a tremendous day for Trump and for America first all across the nation. It's a good thing. Keep praying and keep fighting and believing everything you know to be right. Don't back. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Oh,